Hey guys, Trey Copeland here. Yeah, that tall guy that plays a bit of cricket. You're listening to Moving the Chain. Yo, what's up guys? It's Chad Townsend from Talk of the Town. Hey sports fans, Nick Davis here and you're listening to Moving the Chain. Welcome to Moving the Chains, episode 34 after Super Wildcard Weekend. And of course, uh, Chad Townsend, Nick Davis are all here. But where is Trent Kyrie Irving Copeland? He's off the grid, this guy. He's unbelievable. Ever since he's gone to Channel 7 Cricket, Chad, he's been out of touch. Can't get him on the show. He's too big time for us now. Can't get him on the show this week, Sally, unfortunately. He's too busy on the, the touch screen, I think. Um, the big fella, Copes. Um, <laughs> we'll have to see if Tristan's got in the budget next year. Uh, <laughs> top sport team, if they've got a budget for a touch screen, we might get him back on the show. That might bring Nick him back, Davis, actually. Are we surprised, Dickie, that uh, he's not here? Because, I mean, he was good last week, but his team's not here. Is he sort of just dialing it in? Is it all about the cricket now? It's all about cricket for our, our big paceman, but uh, in all seriousness, how good has he been uh, in the coverage? He's doing a good job, but the list of demands that they came through this afternoon that uh, no touchscreen, no Copeland, and we just couldn't deal with it. So um, I would have liked to have seen him here because uh, he was pretty uh, he was pretty keen on the te- on the Titans and uh, and the Ravens, as I said last week, uh, they went through. Yeah, that's what we're about to get into, wrapping up the first uh, weekend of the NFL playoffs. And, of course, we do it for topsport.com.au where you can get the best odds, racing, everything like that, especially with Magic Millions this weekend. Keep an eye out for Swift Witness. Uh, that's Tristan's or Top Sports. Uh, he's got a little bit of invested interest in that. He's, uh, it's all over, into $4. Some of us jumped on early. Anyway, that's a different thing. Uh, let's get stuck into uh, the first week of the playoffs. And, well, we'll leave your game to last, Chad. But uh, it started off an absolute thriller between the Indianapolis Colts and the Buffalo Bills. A little bit closer than what we thought, but we knew that the Colts were a good side and the Bills just keep defying those odds. Uh, History goes against these teams that haven't won playoffs so often. It was nice to see the Bills get away with it. Josh Allen is coming through clutch for this team, Chad, and the Bills are looking really good. They are looking unbelievable at the moment, Sally. Look, the connection between uh, Allen and Diggs all season has been incredible. Uh, Again, on the weekend, they connected really well. Just the, um, the presence both of them have um, you know, Alan, just his pocket presence as well, where he throws the ball is such a big improvement um, and a big reason why this Buffalo Bills team will be a big force for the rest of the playoffs. Um, you know, a game that I was really excited to see. I thought, um, you yeah, know, the Colts' defense have really showed up all season. I thought they'd done a pretty reasonable job. But, um, yeah, look, the Bills just too good and, um, you know, move on into next week. Dickie, a lot made about the Indianapolis Colts and Phillip Rivers and, you know, that sort of coming up short again. Can he, can he be the blame for that loss? Or is this just a Bills team that's rolling at the moment off the back of good D play and also, you know, Josh Allen? No, I thought he, uh, he acquitted himself pretty well. Um, I think, look, you're never going to get a quarterback that's got the, the miles on the, on the clock that he's got. And, look, he's improved that side. Um, whether or not he can take him any further and, and another playoff run next year, who knows? There's going to be a few quarterbacks out there. Uh, but look, I just think it was that Bills side. And I think everyone's been, if it wasn't the Bills, everyone would be just red hot on this side. But because they're the Bills, everyone's just waiting for a Bills type thing to happen in, in week one of the playoffs. And it didn't. So um, Josh Allen, uh, full credit to him. He's been outstanding all year and to get that playoff win uh, and to 
the, the young quarterbacks that are left in the playoffs, um, he's leading the way. Yeah, he certainly is. The Buffalo Bills advance uh, this week to play the Baltimore Ravens. But the next game was the Los Angeles Rams. Now, Chad, I was real uh, confident in this team beating the Seattle Seahawks. I thought the Seahawks were a little bit like the Steelers this year, that Russ was playing so good. There was a lot of noise made about it. But were they actually a really good team? I didn't think so. The Rams get a win 30-20 to 20, uh, in Seattle, which is huge. I think it would be a different story if the fans were there. But... This Rams side, they're making noise and they're a really good team as well. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, I'm a big fan of Seahawks and Pete Carroll, but I think, yeah, I'd have to agree with you there, Sarah. I think the, the Seahawks kind of, they pretended this year. They're never in. They were never, you know, showing too much consistency. I thought, you know, as we mentioned on the show a lot, Russ had a great start to the season, but this team, and, and the reason why I backed them in the playoffs was uh, Pete Carroll had, had won 10 games, playoff games in a row at home. And as you mentioned, I'm not having the 12s, the Seahawks fans um, at their home field. Definitely made a difference. But, look, I'll back you in in the fact that this Rams side, very well coached. Their defense is uh, if one of the best defenses in the league with Aaron Donald, uh, Jalen Ramsey, and so on. Um, interesting to see the quarterback situation, actually. Obviously, yeah. with the um, Jared Goff, broken thumb only 13 days ago, had surgery. Um, John Wolford came in. Uh, done a reasonable job last week, started the match, uh, went off with a neck injury or concussion. And then Goff comes in and, um, you know, plays good enough to get them the, get them the win. He played uh, pretty well, Goff, off the back of that broken yeah. thumb. But Dickie, talk to me about this Ram side because I think people forget that when you lose, a, if you lose a grand final, it's hard to get back to next year. We saw that with San Francisco. You need a lot of luck to get back to a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. This Rams side was in a Super Bowl, the lowest scoring Super Bowl ever. Just lost to Tom Brady, the greatest. Mm-hmm. Now they find themselves adjusting things on the run and actually really improved a lot of areas that they needed to going forward, so that they could actually win this whole thing. Correct. Uh, two years removed from a Super Bowl, and look. It was a very similar script, as you pointed out, to the Niners. Um, Todd Gurley, then he got injured, and, and they just had injuries that next year. Um, I've got a lot of time for this coach. I think he um, – I, I love the way he, he he manages a game. His game script is good. I love his energy. I, I thought, you know, and I'm, I'm not a cliche person. You hear it a lot, boys, in, in any sport, they are out-enthused. I thought they actually out-enthused the, the Seahawks. They went there. They had – the passion, um, whenever there was a play, offense or defense, the whole squad was around it. Um, their sideline was full of energy. And that's sort of what I, I picked up. Sometimes commentators say when we commentate, you yeah. can throw it. It's a bit of a throwaway line. But I generally thought that the, the enthusiasm that the, that the Rams bought, led by their head coach, uh, was, was outstanding. And, and when you've got number 99, Aaron Donald, standing there, he mm. just does some things that he, he's the best defensive player going around for such a long time. He is a game changer that side yeah. of the ball. And, um, you know, he keeps him in it. You don't have to score that many points when your defense is playing like that. No, you don't. Uh, and they still scored 30 points. Yeah. Unbelievable. So uh, the next game, probably uh, a, a win to the Bucks, 31-23 over the Washington football team. Yeah. But, geez, it was an exciting game. Yeah. Uh, if you are, you were playing the numbers like we were, Chad, for our top sport multi, trying to cover that uh, margin for the Bucks. But this Washington team, they're going to – I think next year they win the NFC East. Uh, Dak's going to be coming off a back – off a, a long-term injury. But Washington this year, sometimes you have years – and we, we all know this. As teams, it's not your year to win it. 
but you lay some really good core values within your team and you start to get guys like Chase Young believing in this young quarterback who was outstanding coming in last second. Alex Smith, you've got a veteran leader there. I think Washington next year are going to make some really big steps and make that division good again. But the Bucks, Tom Brady, Chad, he makes another another divisional round playoff. It's uh, it's getting boring for the people that hate Tom Brady, a bit like Cam <laughs> Smith, but they get the job done 31-23. Yeah, definitely. Look, I'll back you there as well, Sal. I think the football team have really taken uh, leaps and bounds this season. I think they've definitely come on. They've changed the culture within the organisation. I think, as we've sung, said before, Coach Ron Rivera's, uh, we've sung his praises and he's done a tremendous job. And um, you know, the Bucks now, it's really showtime for them. You know, there's been a lot of hype around this team yeah. all season. Uh, have they really hit their straps throughout the season? They've always been a little bit inconsistent. Um, a lot of rumblings around uh, T, Tom Brady and Bruce Arians. But now is the time where the Bucks need to show up. And uh, there's a lot of pressure on this team because there's a lot of expectation. They've got Tom Brady. They've got probably the best... Uh, range of offensive weapons in the league. So, um, as you said, another d- uh, division title uh, game this weekend, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a big one against the Saints. It is uh, against the Saints. The Bucks, Dicky, did they do enough just to get there? Did they possibly have one eye on next week, knowing that you know Washington weren't a, you know they had a below five hundred record coming into this game? They were expected to lose. Is it sort of a bit of that case? Do you think? No, I don't think so, mate. I think Tom Brady and his um, experience in playoffs wouldn't have allowed that squad. I think with a different quarterback under centre during the weekend, during the game, would have let that happen to this team because they've got so many, they've got so many weapons, uh, you know, on offense. Um, and I just think that the way that he would command this side um, as a as a quarterback and a father figure to these guys. They're, uh, they're, they're doing it Tom's way. Uh, and I think it'll take them, uh, you know, a, a long way uh, into this playoff series. But look, they, they, were really, they were really, really good. Antonio Brown getting in there. It's amazing that he just sort of sat there and look, he, he landed at the Bucks. Um, <laughs> if, if there's anywhere he needed to go, it was probably there. Yeah, great leadership uh, by Tom Brady again. You feel like there's just something special happening. And that's why I'm scared this week. I'll leave your game, uh, Dickie, but the Saints 21-9... Business as usual. I don't think that's a surprise. Probably the lack of points, uh, and but they were good defensively. The Saints, not much thrown at them. The Bears, while they've been hot, Trubisky, uh, Chad, it, it wasn't really ever going to be too much of a contest. Saints again preparing themselves probably for this week. Uh, but the fun thing I want to talk about, boys, it was actually shown on Nickelodeon and. <laughs> <laughs> growing up, Saturday nights, watching the slime fest and all that kind of stuff, it was really nostalgic to bring that back. Did you enjoy the Nickelodeon side of things, Chad? Uh, because the game was actually quite boring. Yeah, I, I did actually. I thought it was quite funny. I thought, yeah, I've seen it all on social media and obviously on the TV. And I thought, you know, the animation, SpongeBob, the slime, uh, the first ever, I think it was NVP Nickelodeon. Yeah, uh, award being handed out. So yeah, look, I think it, it, you know the NFL looking to grow, different demographic, uh, nostalgia, things like that. Uh, while obviously there's no crowds at the moment, uh, being able to come to games, I think this is another way to sort of engage the audience. Let's throw this up on our moving the chains Twitter app. Moving the chains, go on there. If the NRL was to do a Nickelodeon style yeah. thing, what? How, how would we do it? How would I mean? Would Play School Nick Davis? 
what, what kind of, would we have Skippy there? Like, what kind of stuff would the NRL be able to do same. to be able to get that younger the same, The same. Nickelodeon's Nickelodeon, no matter what part <laughs> of the world you, you're watching it. Yeah, it'll be, it's the same sort of business. I don't okay, think, okay. I think that, and you'll get people going, oh, it's, well, don't Yeah, but they're it. wankers. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I'm like, I just don't watch it. I thought it was great. Yeah, here we and, go. And, so, they, and you know what? They probably picked the right game. They probably went, oh, this is, might be a little bit lopsided. We might need to trick this up a little bit. And, and it worked. It was good. Uh, I watched uh, Bill Simmons, Chad, uh, his podcast. He said how great it was just to go back, relive that. But exciting, something different. You know, yeah. Don't be afraid to try something different. Okay, let's get into the Baltimore Ravens, an impressive win over the Tennessee Titans, tipped exclusively by the man wearing a singlet. Uh, he's back at training. Yeah, he's, he is, he's working he? for the Roosters. Ready he's for the nines again. He's got the guns out. Uh, <laughs> I, I am not ready for the nines. Uh, but, Chad, impressive from Lamar Jackson again. And sometimes as a player, you need to have these wins when the pressure's building, regular season MVP, you get the monkey off the back and you're able to kick on here and they become a real threat now, as Nick said last week, to win the whole thing. Yeah, look, a great game from the Ravens and especially Lamar Jackson. And I heard a quote from him post-game talking about, um, you know, his lack of success in the postseason. And he mentioned that it was something he was really, you know, wanted to was really thinking about and really wanted to play well. So, you know, I think this this game by the Ravens on the weekend really sent a clear message to the rest of the league to say, hey, look, we're here. We mean business. Our quarterback is probably one of the – is in top form at the moment. That um, that rushing touchdown he scored was absolutely incredible. So, you know, they're going to be a force over the next few weeks, 100%. Are we surprised, Dickie? I mean, I know you tip the Ravens, but just for the Titans at the moment, are we surprised that – they struggled a little bit or is this just a Raven side that probably has snuck under the radar of the, of the rest of the teams in the NFL and probably some of the pundits as well? Yeah, I, I think as a franchise, it, it sits better with the Ravens that this underdog tag. I think when they yeah. came in uh, flying uh, with everyone, everyone talking about them, it didn't sit well with them. I think they like the ambush style. I think they like the underdog tag uh, and, the chip on the shoulder that Lamar Jackson has brought into this is into this um, postseason has been. Look, that was just some of the the running that he was like Man, that seriously. Run, yeah. That run was like you, you just kept waiting for someone to come and wrestle him, <laughs> and he and just kept like, running. It was video game esque, and, and I don't say that lightly. That, that yeah, it's like you found the cheat code. It was the old cheat code on NBA Jam or something like that, and he just took off. It was mad and. Look, I reckon, like I said, I was pretty. I think they've found their identity. I think they like where they sit in the scheme of things. Sitting at the top of the pecking order didn't sit comfortable with them. They've found their identity. They've got a chip on their shoulder. Um, and as I said last week, they might tip to go all the way. Uh, I know he hasn't been in his prime yet, boys, but I want this on the, at moving the chains. Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson Ooh. in terms of their escapability, like, what are we thinking here, boys? I know he's still under young, and I and I hate putting tags on players and all that shit, but this is a show where we ask the it's big questions. One. Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson? We'll have to revisit that next week. Okay, one person that was spilling milk all over himself, and you can figure <laughs> that out how you want to figure it out. This uh, guy was nude, sitting in his den with uh, Stefanski, the coach, <laughs> and riding every single play. And again, you take that how you want to take he it. Rang, he rang John Morris and said, I'm not coming into work today. And if you sack me, 
It's like Bob Hawk, you're a bum. I'm not coming in. I'm Johnny, watching the Browns. I'm not coming in today. Uh, I'm, I've got the Browns helmet on and nothing else. Okay, the Browns, 48 over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 37. Chad. Take it away. Take it away. But can I just ask you, your first thought when that ball goes over, <laughs> over Ben's head, yeah. I thought these guys are paid ridiculous money and they get it that wrong. But... Your first thought when that happens, like, did you all, I know you were confident as a fan, but you also were confident on this show, but your first thought that that was going to be your day. Like those things need to happen. Yeah. 100%. Like, you know, you, we, we speak about how you like, you need an element of luck in, in professional sport. And, um, you know, that first snap, it was high and obviously went over Ben's head and then we regained it and scored a touchdown early on. Um, you know, I think to start the game in the way that we did really instilled a lot of confidence in the Browns, especially playing a division rival away in the postseason the first time for mm. 17 years. I think the fact that, you know, we essentially had no pressure on us to win the game. We weren't expecting to win. We, we had no coach. Our, our coach. Our coach was out. He had COVID. Our longest standing player and probably best Pro Bowl linesman, uh, Batonio, was out. Um but look, they showed up 28 nil in the first quarter. I can't say that I was 100%, you know, confident. Or, or... Were you happy with the Browns tweet? Were you happy with the tweet? Browns is the Browns. Oh, Browns go. is the Browns. Corvette, Corvette, let's go. <laughs> uh, Dickie, look, the 28 nil, great. 48 37. That doesn't really excite me too much. The, the excitement levels have to drop down real quick because they go into a battle this week where. Kansas City Chiefs are sitting back and going, okay, well, you had your fun. And, and I'm a big believer, yes, huge for the Browns, the organisation, all that kind of stuff. But if you don't win at all, it, it, it's sometimes it can be pointless. Uh, yes, and sometimes, no, this could be the same sort of thing that you spoke about with the football team yep. for the Browns. And, and this sort of that sort of win is, is invaluable. I think we've all been in sides where... We're like, geez, we lost that. But if we get this opportunity again, we won't lose again. And I think this could be the Browns. Look, they go, they they get the hard matchup. They, they get the Chiefs. But win, lose or draw, they're going to be better for it uh, as an organisation as a, and as individuals. So I think, um, look, I couldn't be happier for, for the Browns and for Chad. And you see yeah. the, the fan base of, of what, it, what it meant. And I think that if they get beat, Sometimes, like the Colts, they get beat this week. Everyone's like, oh, geez, will, will they make the playoffs next year? I think the opposite with the Browns. It's like any sort of, you know... Success. Success they get this week and, and the experience from this week will bring them back stronger. Boys, oh, I'm and, 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 and they might win. Just the Raiders quickly, beat them. Just quickly... <laughs> Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, we've seen it in Australia yeah. with Tim Payne and sledging and all that kind of stuff, but... Let's just have a 30-second or a minute chat here. As a player, yes, you express yourself, but it's totally different over there, Chad. This carried that game and built that game up, and sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. <laughs> like, if Juju, if they win that game, the Browns are the Browns. They still stink, right? You roll the dice. It's a marketing thing. I think sometimes we overreact to all that stuff, and we probably are with Tim Payne at the moment in Australia, that for guys that love American sports, we were glued to our sets because of the storyline that they'd built around this game. 
You're 100%. Look, we, you know, we talk quite regularly, Sally. We, we love it. You know I mean? We love the showmanship of American sports. And obviously over in Australia, our sporting culture is a lot different. And as you mentioned, you know, Tim Payne's gone through it now. Where in, on, the, on the weekend, in, in the weekend's game, the cricket, the test, you know, he's, he's just competing. He's trying to do everything he can. Mm. He's trying to get off his, his um, you know, opposing player. But look, in, in regards to Juju, look, I'm a big fan of Juju. I love the way he plays. Mm. And I love the way he goes about his business. Look, he doesn't care. He's, you know, he's young. He's having fun. When they win and he's singing and dancing on other people's logos, look, his fans, the Steelers fans absolutely love Juju. Other, yeah. fan, other fans hate him. But who gives a stuff? Yeah. Like, he, who cares? And then, as you mentioned, if you, if you lose, you lose. You cop it on the chin. You know, you've got to be better next time. Yeah, other teams can give it to you when you lose. Like the Browns were absolutely hammering them after the game, playing Corvette. And mm-hmm. but that's just a part of the – it's a part of the arena. It's a part of winning. Uh, as a – I mean, there was a lot of stuff, ESPN and, and the other storyline, but Mike Tomlin's such a good coach – is he having a word to Juju in the offseason? <laughs> is, this a, is this a teaching, learning moment? Because Antonio Brown was there, Le'Veon Bell. Like, they didn't win a, a championship with potentially at the time a top three receiver and the, the best running back in the, in the game. Now they have a team where they go 11-0. Mm-hmm. The confidence is there. They sucked the last six weeks. They were so shit to watch. Like, they were awful. Mm-hmm. Ben looked like he had had preseason again. He the running worse. game was terrible. And, the, and, and you just can't do it. Is this a, a teaching moment for Mike Tomlin and the crew? Uh, probably not Mike Tomlin. I think he's dealt with a n- number of big names along the way and got the best out of him. Like, as Chad said, I love the way he plays, but winning takes care of everything. Yeah. If you win, <laughs> do, do what you like. Do what you, if you, you win, you, want. you yeah. do what you like. Uh, and, no one, and no one asks the question. But if you get beat, and the best thing is, you know, he, he got there and he... He fronted up the media and he spoke after the game. Then Chase Claypool, he followed up with a right hook over the top. Oh, oh man. Hey, Rook, I'd be on the text and say, oh, hey, Rook, wow. simmer the F down because we're sitting at home on live tube or, or streaming or whatever shit you That's the difference it. there, but that's the difference between Claypool, the rookie, and Juju, who's played a few years now. Like, Juju, he knows... That's what I mean. I love the show, but yeah. I could I could accept it from Juju. I thought it was hilarious. Like I yeah. love that showmanship. But Claypool, I was like, man, yeah, come on, bro. Anyway, um, all right. Well, before we get into the odds, thanks to topsport.com.au where you can get the odds in the NFL. Another game today, Chad. The Alabama Crimson Tide mm. roll straight through Ohio State, fifty-two twenty-four. Nick Saban proves again that he is the king of the college football seen huge game today mac jones throws for 464 yards but devonta smith the heisman trophy winner get this boys this guy's probably i mean you know nick geordie uh, davis your daughter she's probably heavier than him that's how skinny this guy is. <laughs> uh devonta smith or devonta smith however you want to say it 12 receptions 250 yards uh, for three tds boys so the alabama crimson tide you played with- half time that's it yeah, that, that was it. Like, he, this guy is so good. But uh, <laughs> it, it is, again, it's a show again and uh, shows how strong, Chad, that the Alabama uh, program is and why they're number one or two every year. Probably the end of the Clemson uh, band, you know, bandwagon, I guess, that rivalry for a while now with Trevor Lawrence potentially coming out. They slipped a little bit this year. They're going to have a changeover of players. But Alabama reigns supreme again. Yeah, look, I think, you know, Alabama, the, they're so well coached. Nick Saban has just done mm. such a phenomenal job. The, the, 
the culture he's instilled in the Alabama football program is second to none. The way he treats his players, he treats them as people first, um, always makes sure they're okay, makes sure they're playing their best football, makes sure they're the best students. And they go on to be great NFL players. You just got to look at, yeah. you know, across the NFL, the amount of players that have come out of Alabama, and especially first-rounders as well. Their history um, is incredible. Uh, you know, a great day for, for Alabama, the football program. I'm really interested to see, though, um, you know, where young Justin Fields Yeah, well, that's going to be goes. my question to, to you guys, to Dickie. Yeah. Justin Fields, 17-33, 194 yards in the biggest game of his career. Showed out uh, last week against Clemson or two weeks ago, I beg your pardon. Uh, is this a bit of you know, hitting the earth here, you know, coming down to earth with this moment or a scout still looking at him and the way the NFL is going and thinking this kid can play if we get him in pro system with pro players. Yeah, I think the the latter there, Sowie, I think he's got enough. Uh, he's got enough in the kit bag to be, um, to be uh, on a, on a roster and, and be able to play. I think uh, what this last rookie um, crew of quarterbacks have done would have given trust to the, to the next batch that come through. It happens a little bit in the AFL when you get a good draft pull out. Look, they, mm. the, the next crew that come through, the, the recruiters have got a bit of trust in them because Herbert and guys like that have come out and, and really balled out all year. So I think that um, this next crew will, will get an opportunity. Uh, it's going to be interesting. You saw with, um, with the Eagles head coach getting sacked. Yeah. Doug uh, Peterson, yeah. It's going to be interesting to see what dominoes fall first. Do the coaches go first before the quarterbacks or which way does it go? Yeah, huge news there. Uh, if you haven't caught up with it, the Philadelphia Eagles moving on from Doug Peterson. Chad, I don't know if you can go back through the tweets, but I did predict it probably about six weeks ago that they were going to keep Carson Wentz over him. The contract's too big. <laughs> too um, big. But, boys, if you have a look at the coaching opening jobs, like I, th- I think they will wait until the end of, of what happens in the playoffs to see what, you know, OC, you know, all yeah. those guys, whether they're coming out and whether they want to leave their programs. But there's a shitload of jobs. Like, there's yeah. some really good jobs there that we probably haven't discussed because we haven't realised that those jobs are still open. But uh, Doug Peterson moved on from the Philadelphia Eagles. Okay, it is now time for the markets. Thanks to Top Sport. Go on, check out the new app. You can go in there. There's so many markets uh, available. Uh, we didn't cash in on the anytime touchdown score, but Tristan's text me. He said, Bang, I'm at a Magic Millions dinner. Boys, go ham tonight. Uh, you can try and pick one for uh, out of the four games. So uh, let's get stuck into this. Here are the odds, thanks to Top Sport, uh, for this weekend's divisional round. The Baltimore Ravens will play uh, the Buffalo Bills at 12.15 uh, on Sunday. 2 to 7 plus 1.5 for the 2.07. Uh, sorry, plus 1 for the 2.07. Uh, and the line is 50. The Buffalo Bills, $1.78. Minus one is $1.82 on that line. Uh, again, for the under-over is 50. Chad Townsend will leave you to have the Browns Chiefs uh, and see how juicy you can get that. But who do you like in this game before we make our picks? Yeah, geez, it's a tough one. Um, I'm going to have to go with... I'm off. Let Dickie go. Let Dickie go. Let me, let me do a quick Well, Dickie, you're, you're on the Baltimore Ravens. So yeah, heavy. This is your multi this week. So yeah. you, can have, you can have your money on the Baltimore Ravens yeah. at, at 207. Like, I think that's, yeah. that's great value. I actually expected it to be a little bit tighter. I probably thought $1.95, $1.85, that sort of yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. market there with how Baltimore played. But 
Think about this: uh, the the Buffalo Bills at home. Like, yeah. it, it is what, totally different there. Yeah, and we, we we have said though, home. You take the you take Seattle last year at home versus the Rams, and I'd be I would have picked Seattle. Uh, the crowd, the whole different thing. Um, as a plane flies over the top of my house. Um, look, I, yeah, I'm all in with the Ravens. So the 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 Ravens are in my multi um, very much. So regardless of where they are, uh, as as previously stated on the show, uh, chip on the shoulder, quarterback uh, in form. I'm with them. Okay, so what we'll do is we'll just pick a game each. Uh, we'll find the, the best odds there. Think about your anytime touchdown scorer uh, for that game. That is your game, Nick Davis. Mm-hmm. So he's going to Baltimore Ravens. Tristan will uh, will send through the bonus uh, through the week as we raise money for charity. I think we've got another one up on the weekend. Uh, the other game, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, I think of course well, I actually, I actually think it's um, it's under fifty one. I'm, I'm not going to pick a winner. I'm going to take the under fifty one and a half at a dollar ninety seven. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, are two dollars forty one plus three is dollar ninety five, and the line is fifty one and a half. New Orleans Saints dollar sixty one minus three is a dollar ninety one. I'm going to take the under as my bet for that game at dollar ninety seven. Uh, Chad. Two great quarterbacks. It's going to be about Breeze v. Brady. Yeah, yeah both yeah, – Breeze probably retires after this game if they lose. Yeah. Um, how do you see this one going? Yeah, look, I, I've already seen the hype. You know, Tom Brady's already posted pictures of both uh, him and Drew Breeze as old man. <laughs> it was actually quite funny. But, um, yeah, look, these two, it's going to be another great game. Obviously, two you know, huge teams. Um, both have potential to, to win it all. Um, for me, you know, I would like to see Drew Brees, you know, go it another week, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I think, um, I think they've ran their race, and I think the Bucks, if they're going to show up, now's the time where they show up. There we go, uh, Nick Davis. Is this the goat doing goat things, or is is New Orleans just a better team and been playing together longer? Is that a cow or a goat? That is a cow. That's a goat. That's a goat. Oh, it is a goat. Oh, there we go. I thought it was a cow. Uh, I trust (laughs) Tom Brady more than I trust Drew Brees. Yes, I agree. I think... Both wankers. I think... (laughs) Flogs. I think that both at the the twilight of their career, I trust Tom Brady more than I trust Drew Brees. All right, so let me ask you a question. Who, Who, at this stage of the career, who has... Whose arm strength looks better going into this weekend's game? Well, Tom's thrown it a lot this year. He's thrown it deep. And as much as I hate it, I mean, if I'm saying just as a pure, and I, I'd, you know, I, I take Brady because yeah. Drew Brees hasn't looked comfortable since coming back from that injury. And I think it was no such long a ball. huge injury. There's no long ball. Uh, but we, I, we I haven't heard I, much of Michael Thomas this year. Like, well, I know he's been comes down on the weekend for the first time in 300 something days. Like, that's. Since last season, like that's ridiculous. Yeah. And last um, year was for fun. Yeah, yeah that's right. So for fun. Maybe, maybe they get away with it this week. I'm not sure, but um, anyway, I'll take the low-scoring game. I think it's going to be field goal fun. Uh, the other game here is uh, let's pick this. We'll, we'll go through this together because uh, we'll leave the Browns Chiefs game. But the Los Angeles Rams three dollars fifty-five. Uh, they get the seven start at a dollar eighty-two. The over/under is forty-five and a half. They take on the Green Bay Packers, who I think potentially or are the favorites right now to win it all dollar uh, 32 206 minus seven uh, and again that line is 45 and a half on top sport chad it's at lambo 
it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Adams, it's Jones, it's the crew. Like, is this just glory days for Green Bay or Los Angeles Rams coming in there with their dicks out just wanting to get shit done? No, this is game over already before it's even started, I think. I think the Packers are just a, a head and shoulders above a lot of teams at the moment, and they're definitely above the Rams. Even though the Rams have an elite defense, as we mentioned before, I just think that the way that Rodgers has played this year, I mean, he's thrown over 40 touchdowns, and he's had four interceptions all year. Yeah. It's unheard of stats. His connection with Devontae Adams is incredible. Got a start for a running back. Um, so, for me, I'm, I'm taking the Packers. Uh, let me throw this at you. Jalen Ramsey will match up with uh, Adams. Yep. So is that is that does that help them? As uh, the line's just gone out of cent, dollar thirty three uh, live on uh, Top Sport, and the Buffalo Bills out to a dollar seventy nine. So someone, I think Tristan's listening. listening in somewhere. He is listening. Are we live? Are we YouTube live? I've just seen it too. I have no idea, but I've just seen those lines move. So get up Top Sport. Honestly, bang. You think about it, it happens. Uh, Rams Packers. What are you thinking, Dicky? Uh, look, I've been on my MVP all year. He's been, he's, he's played some serious okay, ball. Do, do they cover then? This is, we're going to have. No, I don't think they do. Game. I don't think they do. I don't think they do. But, okay. And it'd be, it'd be nice to uh, get some footage of the field before because, you know, you know, you probably do know what sort of uh, conditions yeah. you could get in Lambo. If this was a proper Lambo, I think it would be uh, an absolute possession. Um, look, the, the Packers were rolling. They were in super super form they've had the week off uh does it help them does it hinder i think it helps them i think um i I'll think th- they win i think they win by 13. sowie does oh, i've got a question for you does obviously the weather in green bay does this is this going to affect the rams and how they play this weekend well a lot will come back to golf like is he he's another couple of days removed yeah, you know, from using that uh, thumb again. Um, Do they start with golf? Might freeze up. He's got the pins in there. Yeah, might have a frozen end. So if you think they cover, we'll get on the minus seven. So we'll take the minus seven at two oh seven. You think they're going to cover, Dickie? You're up with that, Chad? Yep, I'm over okay, that. Okay, so we uh, at the moment before we get into the Browns Chiefs, our top sport multis this week or our bets are we're just going individual here, trying to get some cash. Tristan might lob them all in together as a little bit of extra uh, cabbage there. But we are taking the Packers minus seven at 207. Uh, We're on the Baltimore Ravens straight out at 207. And we're on the New Orleans Bucks uh, game at $1.97, under 51 and a half. Uh, But let's get into the Cleveland Browns, $4.70, start at $1.81. The under over is 56 and a half. The Kansas City Chiefs, the reigning Super Bowl champs, dollar twenty-one minus ten and a half is two hundred eight, uh, and again the under over is fifty-six dollar ninety-five for over dollar ninety-two for under. Chad Townsend, me and Dicky aren't going to talk for this. You can you just take your fifty, you do as you please, uh, while we get our touchdown scorers ready. Yeah, yeah. Look, boys, I, I'm just going to get on the straight on the nose. I just think the Browns. I think they can do it. I think, you know, 470 obviously is a bit of a stretch. The Chiefs are obviously $1.21 and deservedly favourites. But, you know, as we said before, like, the, you know, you create your own luck and anything can happen this weekend. And I think if the Chiefs, who got beaten, you know, by some team called the Raiders, like, they can get Nearly beaten. twice. <laughs> Nearly twice. But, yeah, there's no doubt it's going to be a huge game. Um, but the fact that the Browns get their coach back and a, and a few players off the COVID reserve list is going to be beneficial. And, um, you know, the Chiefs have had a week off. Uh, so that might, you know, hinder them this weekend as well. We've, you know, gone in a little bit too cocky or, or too confident. 
Anytime touchdown, score time, boys. Before we wrap this up, uh, Los Angeles Rams, Green Bay Packers. I think we take Adams, don't we? We we think that he's going to score a shitload uh, in that one there. Dicky, where are you thinking for Ravens Bills? J.K. Dobbins. J.K. Dobbins. I think he'll rush for a touchdown. Devontae Adams, J.K. Dobbins. I am going Michael Thomas, just because we all bagged him about how shitty he was. (laughs) Uh, I think that he'll score uh, back-to-back weeks. Who are you going for, Chad? I'm going to go a bit of value this week. I'm going to go Austin Hooper, tight end for the Browns. There you go, Austin Hooper. So you can get uh, all those odds. Make sure you go into the market there at Top Sport. Uh, Dig deep and uh, see what you can do and please do it responsibly. Okay, lads, that's it. We are out. Uh, Next week we'll be down to four and uh, we're another week older. 34 shows uh, we've been going. Thanks to Top Sport, but thanks to Chad and uh, Nick for turning up. Uh, Copes, if you're out there somewhere, mate, we hope you're okay. And And don't forget uh, us. Don't forget us. Throw us a bone. No, I mean, yeah. you're on Channel 7. We There's get a shout-out on the touchscreen. You've got to start somewhere, mate. You've got to start somewhere. Uh, uh-huh. Until then, uh, until the next week, stay safe and look after each other. We'll see you then.